Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Expressions, the podcast. Tonight, we're interviewing a very special guest, Dan Lloyd. After a life-altering event, Dan was inspired to explore and document his beautiful hometown of Thunder Bay, as well as the surrounding area. He took up photography to document what he was seeing with a renewed outlook on life. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Expressions, the podcast. Uh, tonight, we have a very special guest on with us, uh, Dan Lloyd, who is a uh, photographer, an explorer, and a survivor. Um, so uh, we're going to take a minute to uh, talk to our co-hosts uh, before we get into talking to Dan. Um, so uh, first off, right beside me here, we've got Brian Weiss. Brian, how are you this evening? I'm awesome. I actually just got off a whole week teaching at Big Michael Art Gallery for their spring camps, which was so cool. Uh, very refreshing as Aurora saw when she was in the store when I was there with her the next day. I was all excited and invigorated. Uh, it's really great teaching kids. And Dan, we were talking a few seconds ago and you said you are just getting into photography as a creative, which I think, and I mentioned this, is my favorite person. Somebody who's but getting into photography has a higher level of interest to learn about it um, and just really wants to grasp all they can. I just love that, and that's the kind of person I can spend hours talking to. So this is probably going to be a great conversation. Perfect. There's so much to learn. Oh, it never ends. It literally never ends. It's the only thing I've ever done that you can never, ever get to the end of. I feel like I message Mark every couple of days asking a question or two. I'm sure he doesn't mind. I'm sure he doesn't mind at all. We, we've spent a little bit of time with uh, Zoom meetings talking about camera settings and things, so it's been great. Um, and then uh, our other co-host, my other co-host here, Aurora Robinson. Aurora, how are you this week? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, I have another few days off. Um, it was really nice to to be at work uh, for a bit there. And then, yeah, I have, I have another few days off. My, uh, my regional manager actually uh, suggested I take some more time off. So that was kind of nice, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, I've been great. I've been great. I'm excited to talk to Dan today, um, about his experience and uh, a bit about getting into photography. Uh, I very much am the same as Brian as I, I really like talking to people who are starting in photography. It's good to get a different outlook because everybody has a different perspective. So really excited. Um, I am a little sad. We're down a co-host today. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, we're missing uh, we're missing Ryan Knight, uh, who is normally with us. He's a little bit under the weather. Uh, nothing too terrible. I, th I think he said a migraine, but uh, which is pretty know, terrible, but not. Uh, sorry, I, sh I I I think I've misspoke. You're right. Uh, I've never actually had a migraine, oh, but I do understand they can be debilitating. So I do I do wish him well, and I hope he's better uh, for next week. Um, but uh, definitely, it's it's going to be a great show. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited to have Dan on the show. Um, you know, obviously now we're we're a show of four photographers, so it's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, let's go into uh, let's go see the talk to Dan. Dan, um, how are you this evening? I'm doing excellent. Thank and uh, very appreciate this invite and opportunity to talk about uh, my passions. Excellent, excellent, and we're we're happy that your passion is photography. So, how, Dan, how long have you been into photography? Uh, I'd say uh, just over two years. Well, about two years, basically. I've always two done years. a little bit, but uh, definitely more, most into it last two years for sure. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And now, um, Dan, uh, since you and I talk, I'm I'm going to assume a few things and and share some information. But um, a lot of the pictures that I'll share a little bit later in the show for our YouTube viewers, um, you've taken a lot of those are with uh, with your iPhone. Am I correct? 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you I, just recently got a DSLR, a Nikon DSLR, I believe. Yeah, def definitely. It's taken it's taken a lot of enjoyment just to play around and figure it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, e even with the iPhone, you know, you're able to appreciate the beauty. But as soon as you get a camera, wow, there's a big difference, and there's a lot to it. Yeah, absolutely. and nobody messes you or interrupts your pictures. So. Yeah, absolutely, excellent. So at the beginning of the show, I said uh, obviously you're you're an explorer and a photographer, um, so, which is excellent. I mean, I, I live in Thunder Bay as well, so uh, the scenery around here is beautiful. It's right at our back doors uh, for the most part, or even a few minutes away. Uh, so it's so many different wonderful things to go and see uh, close to home. But Dan, um, you you had a bit of a life altering event, and, and I called you a survivor at the top of the show. Um, so if you could, for our for our, our viewers and listeners, if you could uh, tell everybody a, a little bit about uh, what happened uh, that was that life altering event. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, just over two years ago, I was leaving work uh, at eleven o'clock. Block. Uh, ironically enough, I forgot my work phone, so I had to run back in and grab it. And everybody else had gone, so there's just me walking my car in the parking lot. And uh, I don't remember too much. I just remember a screeching tire, and uh, and then kind of waking up a little bit. I was able to. What, what had happened was uh, uh, individual who had mental health issues had attempted to kill me, ran me over his car. He was going about 70. I flew about 25 feet. Uh, oh I had uh, some of the injuries I had from that is I had a broken orbital bone, uh, fractured hip, uh, torn rotator cuff, some knee injuries. I had 37 fancy stitches in my forehead, some uh, skull damage. Uh, but uh, through that, somehow I was able to call 911. And uh, yeah, and then the next thing I remember was just uh, being uh, stitched up in the hospital and cracking jokes because I guess at that point, you know, you're in uh, such a shock that all I could do is make some jokes and uh, you'd be like, we got hit by, our, you know, this is going to hurt if we scope your head. And I'd be like, well, I got hit by a car, so it doesn't seem so bad. And so, Dan, how, and long, then it was, how, long, how long were you in the hospital? I was in, uh, well, we basically, an emergency, I was in there for a week and then we have like a rehabilitation center, I guess you would call it, our transition center. Uh, St. Joe's here. I was there for three weeks. So in total, I was in the hospital for a month. And when I originally, when I was, uh, when I all, when I woke up in the hospital, I was told that there was a good chance I wouldn't be able to walk for a year. and might not uh, have full function properly of some of the things, but I was very fortunate. Uh, and within three months I was back at work and in about three and a half months, I was walking with the apparatus. Definitely very lucky and very fortunate. Oh my lord! Yeah, it's you know when you wake up to that, it's, it's definitely not something you know you normally would want to hear. But you know, it was a, it, for me, it was it was a choice of either accepting it or not accepting it. Um, if I may, your audio kind of crackles in and out a little bit, and just so everybody who's listening to the audio only on the podcast, you went to your car after work, you turned around to go back to your store on the way back. You got hit by somebody. Out yeah, of the well, I, on my way, I had uh, turned around, got my phone, I grabbed my phone as I was walking back to my car. Uh, yeah, somebody uh, struck me in the parking lot. And there was nobody in the parking lot. It was just him and I. Oh, my god! And uh, when, the police, when the police arrived, uh, he was sitting on his car, and he said he just wanted to kill somebody. He just wanted to kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
how do you handle that? How, how does, okay, so this is like, don't, don't think I'm trying to compare yeah. this, please. I'm no, not you know trying what? To Everyone has things. I don't. Uh, I don't take anything. I was walking home on Halloween from work, and I got egged. And I had to this day. I wonder why me. Do you yeah. have to? Do you have that going through your head? Like, do you? Like, I couldn't uh, even imagine. I think. I think I do to some degree, and it, it's just ironically enough, and unfortunate enough, just about timing. Like, if I didn't forget my phone, that would have been me and four or five other people, and odds are. You know, I wouldn't have been struck because of that simple thing is forgetting my phone and, and walking to my car alone. I was an easy target. Wow. So he was just sitting back and waiting. Yeah, he, I, apparently he was in our parking lot for three days. He was living in his car, and he was in the parking lot for a few days and then just had enough and decided he wanted to spend the rest of his life in jail and struck me. Wow. Well, wow. I'm so happy that you. You're as good as you are. I mean, yeah. holy cow. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Um, it definitely puts things into his perspective, and you have a different outlook on life for sure. Absolutely. Brian, I've got a picture ready to share here if you want to make yeah, a screen absolutely. share. Absolutely. So, uh, for our viewers, oh, by the way, yeah. A little bit graphic. Um, so, this is Dan shared this with me uh, earlier today, and I had seen it. Um, before, but this is um, how long had you been in the hospital at this point, Dan? With this the was the this was right after. This is about two hours after when they uh, had uh, stitched up my forehead. So they wow. stitched up your forehead. Um, yeah. So with with this image, Dan um, Dan shared it with me. And uh, for the for the the listeners that are on the podcast portion of it, what we're looking at here is a, a picture of Dan um, in a hospital bed uh, with uh, fresh stitches across his. Uh, uh, well, his, his entire forehead and road um, rash so, everywhere um, you can see. So yeah. for for me, I didn't live in Thunder Bay at the time, but I knew Dan, and um, I happened to be working in town, and I found out that Dan had been in uh, in this accident, this assault had happened. So I went to visit him in in the hospital, and he was uh, sort of partway between this, and then uh, here's a, a picture, Dan. Um, tell everybody about this picture that's on the screen here. So this would be, uh, actually it was the day after Valentine's, so it was one day short of a month. So this is uh, me at last day of the hospital. Uh, at this point, I still needed to walk with a walker, but I was able to do it. This was, this was my last day before heading home. And then, I mean, once, once, once I was home, there's still a lot of physiotherapy and, you know, a lot of recovery still to be had, but once you, um, being, I mean, there's great people at the hospital, so I was very fortunate. To do, but once you get home, it's a totally different outlook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when when you got home and you started the physiotherapy, how long did they say that your physiotherapy would be, and and how long before um, I don't want to say get back to normal, but but before things like return to work or even to walk without assistance? Uh, at this point, they were basically thinking, you know, uh, a month to two months of physiotherapy, and I should be able to walk on it without anything needed. Uh, and it basically, after this, uh, within a few days, a few physiotherapy days, I was able to go with crutches. I would say I was, well, three weeks after this, I was walking somewhat normally anyways, and I was back to work in about a month. The highlight was definitely being able to drive again, because you get some of that independence and yeah, even absolutely. now, I'll run into uh, the police officers, like they'll come into work and you know, they tell me it's the worst thing they've ever seen or a firefighter, not to be graphic, but, you know, as he told me, he had to hold my head together. Things like that you hear, and it's just like, wow. So can I ask what happened to the person that hit you? Uh, he is, he's in jail, still waiting trial. 
Um, it's been, well, it's been over just over two years. So still, I mean, thank God he's, he's locked up, but there's no resolution there. Actually, matter of fact, tomorrow he'll enter a guilty plea. And then within a month or so, there'll be a, a sentencing. But it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a long process. Wow, it's like two years later and nothing. So yeah. what are you hoping the sentencing would be? Because you always hear about uh, the sentence coming down and everybody's upset. What would what would be an ideal sentence, do you think, for something like this? Well, I, I just, I base it off, you know, as crazy as it sounds, you know, I, I you know, I, I have friends and family that, you know, this guy should die. But, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I don't really feel that way. I feel there was obviously issues there. and Not that I ever want to run into the this gentleman again, I think, but uh, the crown attorney suggests that it should be seven to nine. Years, so I don't know what it'll be in the end, but it, it's, it is crazy to think that, uh, you know, in a perspective where your life is worth so many years. So is this an, like an attempted murder? Yeah, it was uh, three charges. It was attempted murder. I can't, I can't remember the other two charges. Yeah. Charges don't really matter when, some, I mean, they do, yeah. but like, yeah. Yeah. The, the fact that you're still around to tell the story is so much more important. Oh, uh, incredibly fortunate. You know, I had a lot of, a lot of good family and friends and even now, you know, people in my life that are constantly pushing me forward and motivating me. So, yeah, absolutely. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it, would have been, it would have been so easy just to give in and, you know, you hear a year and just let it go. But, you know, I definitely was not content with that. And I knew that I could do it a lot just by Oh, I was very fortunate, even with all those injuries, I was fortunate that you know I didn't need any surgeries and it was just a recovery and physiotherapy. Wow. Yeah. Are you still recovering now, Dan? Do you still do you have like physio chiropractor or any anything that you're still doing? Um I have I have concussion uh, therapy. And uh, I was looking at knee replacement, but I'm still young, so they don't want to do knee replacement. So right now it's just concussion stuff. Okay. I um I'm a little curious because this is a really traumatic experience. Like having going through this, it's um, I'm sure it must have done something to, you know, your overall mental health um, or even just uh, like uh, general anxiousness of being alone at night or whatever it may be. So I, I can't imagine what you're going through. Um, so I I thank you for sharing, um, but. Um, how how would you say this has impacted you in that way? Um, in, terms, in terms of that, again, I was fortunate not to remember too much about it. So, but, you know, there's certain sounds that will, like, cause me to be tense or, you know, for me, it, it's uh, just the sound of, you know, when the tires hit on a really cold, that freezing kind of sound like that or, you know, walking and working, things like that. But for the most part, again, you know, I trying to keep it all in perspective and there's definitely things that I'm very hesitant to do, but again, just super fortunate to be able to, for the most part, uh, live my life. I personally, I would say even better than before. And as crazy as it sounds, you know, I'm not even sure if I would change anything. I think it's, it's caused me to look at things a lot different and have a totally different outlook and appreciate things a lot, a lot more. Well, that's an amazing way to look at it for sure. Very positive outlook. Um, and I'm sure this put, you know, the value of life and, um, you know, uh, stuff into perspective for you. So oh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? I mean, you know, there's been, you know, times where I have had a few 
panic attacks we never had before thinking, you know, watching my, I have two boys, uh, 21 and 17, or soon to be 21, just thinking about watching them, watching a soccer game, I think, and just thinking that, geez, you know, really shouldn't be here, but yet here I am. So things like that are very, you know, puts it in perspective for sure. Wow. Yeah, excellent. So, so on, on the outset of uh, of the uh, the assault on on you, Dan, um, at that point you started um, when you and I were talking uh, about photography, and I and I believe it was actually um, for the for the listeners and viewers, um, Dan, you did a, a Zoom meeting with uh, Lakehead University. Was that correct? I did. Yeah. 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 And um, so Dan Dan's going to share that link with us so that we can share it in the uh, in the episode. Is that okay, Dan? Oh, absolutely. Because I think that's still up on their YouTube cha- YouTube channel. I think I so. Believe. Yeah, that's where where I watch it. So we're gonna we'll share that as well, so people can watch that uh, after the fact. Um, but with this, um, you know, if, if you could just sort of explain uh, to people um, when you got this renewed outlook on life, how how um, you shifted into sort of the exploring and the photography as your as your hobby and your passion. I think it was just a case of. Of course, life's too short to don't take it for granted, but just, you know, there's so much beauty around you, amazing things. And from that moment on, there'd be pictures or obviously with COVID, it's harder to go to things. But I mean, there's even without that, just there's so much nature around and even and just to have fun. Like for me, it's both having fun. You know, I have this, uh, you know, my girlfriend bought me for Christmas, these little chubby superheroes. And you know, I like to take go around the city and take pictures and stuff. It's just, no, you know, sorry, go ahead. That's the chubby superheroes. They're, they're some of my favorite pictures that you do. I, I've actually got one. Brian, if you want to share the screen here. I've you got bet. Um, so this, uh, <laughs> Dan, talk, talk a little bit about uh, the chubby superheroes and, and sort of awesome. where you've gone with them. Uh, you know what? It started off with, with Batman and Wonder Woman, of course, you know, me and uh, my girlfriend, of course, being Wonder Woman. Uh, just taking pictures uh, around Thunder Bay, uh, like landmarks or just cool things to see. And then, of course, it was a full set. So then, you know, started adding some other superheroes as well. And, you know, it was just, it was just uh, you know, if I'm out there taking pictures of the Sleeping Giant, well, you know what? Throw a couple of them in there and it's just, you know, make it more fun. It was her idea to kind of, you know, take these out and add a bunch of pictures every few days. And, you know what? Honestly, it, it gets me on it. It's just a lot of fun to do. It's awesome how you really have this uh, use of perspective here, Um, like having such a small item and, you know, making it fit into the background with the choice of obviously the lens and the closeness of the subject to the camera um, and the distance from the background. It's it's really, really good. Was this Uh, with your cell phone or with your new camera? This one was with my cell phone. So with your new Nikon. How are you still making these images? You know what I with with the uh, I've been taking pictures of animals and sun or like uh, larger uh, landscapes with the camera, which right. is unbelievable because you know you take a picture with your phone you can't really get close but with a camera wow you know I was out taking pictures of otters or loons or foxes it's crazy how you know the details and the clarity you can get using a proper camera. If you do it right, that's for sure. Yeah, I keep wanting to use that lenses too. You know. Oh, yeah. lenses. Oh, geez. That's, I, I would love to do a show just on how lenses stress me out. <laughs> 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 well, 
Perfect. So, um, so for the for the uh, the listeners, what, what we've got here is a picture of um, that Dan has uh, um, composed with uh, these five chubby superheroes: uh, Robin and Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, and the Green Lantern. Uh, I'm impressed. I actually knew them all. Uh, what, is the awesome. what, what is the building they're in front of, Dan? Uh, that's uh, the Lakehead. That's the LU building. I think it's the technology building, or one of the, okay, one of the new so buildings on Lakehead University. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, I'm just going to flip through a couple of other of your images here. Um, so if you want to explain a little bit about this one. Sure, actually, that's uh, this I took on a lunch break with my girlfriend. We usually go to the waterfront down here, and it was just perfect timing. It was, I want to say it was, we had a nice uh, November, December, and it was just our lunch break, and it was just perfect timing of the boat, and the leaves were kind of falling off. I was just able to get it all in one picture. It's definitely one of my favorite ones I've taken. Yeah, and with the sleeping giant in the background there as well. Yeah, so definitely. And then definitely I like an then sometimes iconic. I like play around with the contrast and colors, so I was able to get make it look you know, even more like a painting again. Yeah, perfect. And uh, and and the, the one thing um, that I I like to to talk about, uh, especially with photography, is is people say. I mean, obviously you're using your iPhone for these pictures, and. Um, Quite often, I like to say, people ask me, what is the best camera to have? And I often just say the one that you've got with you, because without oh, your camera with you, you, you wouldn't have these pictures. So, um, But as I often add to that sentiment, uh, the one you should have is the best one you have. <laughs> always have true. your best camera with you. And then you. Yeah, you there's, there's been a few times where I wish I, you know, I wish I had the camera with me for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, we'll just talk about this last image here, uh, Dan, that's on the screen before we uh, get into more uh, Q&A. Sure. So that is uh, Terry Fox in front of the Sleeping Giant. It's one of those pictures that I've always kind of wanted to get. It's the stereotypical uh, phone book picture. And it was just a case of the, everything was blue. It was good. I stood up on a bench and was able to get them both in the same picture. Definitely one of my favorite ones I've taken to Terry Fox for sure. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and I've got I've got some great pictures of Terry Fox as well. Um, so the interesting thing for me is is as the viewers, if anybody listened to episode uh, zero, um, they would know that I've recently moved to Thunder Bay about a, a year and a few months ago. Um, and uh, for for me, when I worked in Thunder Bay, I spent a lot of time after work. I was always out with my camera. I was taking pictures all over the place. Um, and since I've lived here, I haven't taken that many pictures. I have more pictures from before I lived here than in the year and, and four months that I have lived here. Life um, happens. And life does happen for sure. So Dan, how do you, how do you find uh, inspiration? Like how do, you, how do you decide that I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna get out and, and do this? Um, you know, I think it's go just out, about- Go here. Just about opportunity. Uh, well, first thing is it gets me out and let's, you know, a chance to walk around enjoy things outside and then it's, it's just about timing you know if you you know if it's if you know it's going to be a nice um, morning then you get up a little bit early and you're able to get some nice sunset pictures or you know you want to go for some of the most of these or sorry sunrise pictures most of the sunset pictures i've just driven with my girlfriend and we've just you know gone in the middle of nowhere and gotten some good pictures you find an empty field and just about opportunity yep. and you know things places i've always wanted to explore you know i've heard of maybe i didn't never saw so like in the last few years i've definitely made a point to see a lot of things that i've never seen before and i taken for granted and, or even like the hidden gems that you know you find i mean there's enough information out there where people will have the list of things that you can see and i'm just, you know trying to knock off as many as i can 
What uh, What are some of the places on that list that you've gone to? Um, there, well, outside of Nipigon, which is about an hour from Thunder Bay, say an hour and 20 minutes, there's a Dumbo Tunnel Cove, which basically is an old train uh, a train tunnel. Uh, it's pretty, I think it was 120 meters long. And then not far from there, there's uh, Matsuka Falls. I made a point of definitely, I, I like the idea of the waterfalls. And so I made a point of seeing a few. And there's before, you know, doing some research, I never knew. Of course, we have Kekabeka that I'm sure everyone who drives through Thunder Bay looks at, but there's so many other ones. Like even little ones, there's Cedar Falls, just, you know, there's so many different places around here. Every time I hear a uh, budding photographer, my instincts kick in and I start trying to give advice and tips. And Oh, by the way, when you see waterfalls, look for the bubbles. Take long exposures of just little bubbles and you'll see they'll turn into swirls. And all these little things are going through uh, my head to give. Yeah, I love, I love tips, so feel free to throw a bunch oh, in there. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And, and the wonderful thing is, Dan, because you live so close to me, once COVID restrictions are lifted, um, we can go to places like the tunnel and we can go to waterfalls together um, with our, sure. our with our families and we can take pictures together. And the beautiful, really beautiful thing is, uh, and this is another piece of advice that people ask me all the time, what camera should I buy? Uh, and, and I always say, what do your friends shoot with? Uh, because in, in our case, you and I both shoot Nikon. So if I've got a lens that you want to try, try it. You know, you want to try my tripod, a, a remote, uh, a neutral density filter, whatever you want to try. I'm mm. going to share that with you. So, um, you know, make sure that you've got your your friends. Uh, always shoot with your friends shoot. So if your friends are shooting Canon, buy Canon because they'll. Uh, yeah. They'll, That's they'll really great advice. Yeah, yeah. Friends, family, whatever it may be. Yeah, being exactly. able to try new things or even invest in some things yourself and then have your friend invest in other things that you're interested in. Well, that's, um, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just Mike, Mike, uh, Mark talked me into a tripod, so I just bought a tripod. I haven't had a chance to use it yet. But... Yeah, people always <laughs> think that the gear makes all the difference when really uh, being with people that can inspire you and learn from and having it become easy for you makes more of a difference. Uh, right. if, it's, if it's a challenge the entire time, so many people just give up. But if you have somebody who has the same kind of stuff and can walk you through the frustrations, you follow your path a little quicker, a little easier, and it just becomes more enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Perfect. So, so Brian just talked about inspiring. So, uh, Brian, um, so, ooh, Dan, <laughs> um, we had we had so many Brian's and Ryan's on previous shows. <laughs> really? So, uh, <laughs> you're our, you're our first Dan, I believe. So, uh, <laughs> but not the last. <laughs> but not the last. No. Oh. Um, but no, so Dan, um, do you have uh, somebody in your life um, that that's, uh, inspires you? Maybe they're your creative muse or maybe it's somebody that you've looked up to, um, some, something that gets you moving when you when you think about them or, or you're with them? Oh, for sure. Well, first off, my kids are my life. And, you know, just to try and be able to spend my life with them is something for sure. And then I'm very fortunate. Uh, my girlfriend is an artist and you know, she's able to bring, you know, things I think about into perspective and actually act on them. So just definitely a big uh, part of, uh, well, I guess my enjoyment for life and definitely my uh, uh, photography and, you know, she'll get me up and be like, oh, hey, let's go check this out. And she enjoys it as well. So it's definitely motivating for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it's great to have people like that in your life. Oh, that absolutely. help inspire you to create. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd say it's almost necessary. Yeah. I mean, during COVID, when it was all full lockdown and Aurora, it was just you, myself, and Joseph in our store, 
And you know, you go, you go home, you go to work, you go home, you go to work, you go home, you go to work. It, I, you saw it. I was in a real funk. And it wasn't until we started doing this podcast and doing the workshops and stuff like that, that, you know, you helped bring that back out of me. And then Mark jumped in and Ryan. And I mean, this the, the whole podcast, the whole point of it is to give us inspiration because everybody needs it. So the fact oh, that you had sure. your kids at home and your girlfriend, I mean, some of my favorite times in life have just been going random drives with my wife that we find something we would never would have seen again or known oh, before. Yeah. You know, this one little tiny little waterfall, like that's now our spot, right? Like it's very cool going for those drives. Oh, absolutely. Some sometimes those random ones are the best ones. Yeah, that's where we see all the wildlife usually. Yeah. Or, or or sometimes in our case, Dan, it's right in our backyard. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There's never a shortage of gear or anything exciting with No, no there's, cool. there's there's lots of great places uh up here. Um, like I, th I think about uh, Dan, you talked about the the tunnel. I haven't been to the one that you talked about, but I've been to Flat Tunnel. Yeah, uh, and that's a neat one as well. Jumbo um, Tunnel is a little easier to get to the actual tunnel, a little farther away, but Flat Tunnel is oh, a little is bit of a side road drive there. Yeah, it is. It is actually. Uh, you, you definitely don't want to take a car with um, no ground clearance up that road. That's no. for sure. Uh, Those are the best roads. They are. Yeah, it's <laughs> really really cool. Um, totally. But you know, but, you really want to go if you drive that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I've done it a couple of times now, so it's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, to go places like that, I know, um, you know, I know Brian's gonna gonna shoot me, but he's uh, he's you know, fifteen hours away, so I can say this. Uh, we're probably. I would love to take you out there and and uh, do some steel wool spinning, some steel wool photography. Oh. Uh, I think that would be fun. So that might that Brian may end up here for that. He may. That's he, just he may evil. That is just but, evil. <laughs> Um, I I've never done steel wool photography. When I, I do, really want to. When Day Tripper is allowed to start up again, and I do my burning steel wool fire on ice workshop, which would probably be fire on mud or dirt or something else by that <laughs> point, um, you're definitely going to come to that because it's just literally a blast. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to do that. My friend also was telling me, Elisa, she's going to be on the show at some point. Um, she was telling me that now there's apparently like colored steel wool. Yes. Like that come in different colors and stuff as well. And I was like blown away. I'm like, how does that even work? But I noticed it. I sent my mother a link to it and she's like ready to buy it for me and send it to me. She's down, <laughs> she's down in Florida, right? But you can't yeah. send it to Canada. It won't ship to Canada. So she's like, well, mm. she's trying to think of all these ways to get it to me. I'm like, ma, just don't even worry about it. Normal <laughs> you know, steel wool looks cool enough. Being a newbie here, what is what is, what is is that? Steel I'll, I'll, I'll get you a photo. I'll share it. Mark, you right. can oh, see, now I'm yeah, excited. So Brian's, Brian's got it. And yeah, I think you're going to like this. So it's, it's, it's using... Um, some of the same techniques that uh, we'll shoot waterfalls with. Um, okay. So, you know, when you, when you shoot a waterfall, and Brian talked about watching the bubbles if you do a long exposure. So it's basically a long exposure shot of the, the burning steel wool. Uh, if, if, when you're there watching it, it's kind of it's neat, neat to watch, but it's not really wow until you've, you've finished that 10 or 15 second exposure and the back of the camera lights up and you see what you just captured and you're like... Oh my God! Like that is just awesome. It, it's wow. just um, it's just something else. So Brian's got a picture here. Oh, so wow. these look like there. A few a few examples here. I'm doing it with a weird blind screen share thing here. I, I usually have two monitors, but I don't right now. Here's when I was in the tunnel with my buddy. It's kind of <laughs> wow. That's amazing. A little moving gif there. Yeah. 
And uh, some of my favorite ones where we were on a school parking lot. See, the problem with steel wool, there's two things that you got to be careful with steel wool. One, it can give you kind of cancer, uh, which isn't fun. And two, it could burn things down, which also isn't fun. So <laughs> when, when you're doing things like this, when you have like the steel wool flying at your camera and you just, you like doing things that are dangerous and, and could kill you and aren't fun, um, then you make sure you put a filter on your lens and you make sure you uh, wear a mask and do things properly. So when we do our workshops, uh, we, we, do, we do things as properly as you possibly can. Uh, we also make sure we stick around for a good half an hour after the workshop so that there's no smoldering embers that could light things on fire. We don't do things on wooden ships that are landmarks. We don't do things in any situation where we're worried about things being destroyed uh, because that, that's, that, that would just be stupid. But yeah, it's fun. The worst was actually my buddy Sean got an ember down the back of his neck while he was on an island by himself spinning steel wool on my overnight workshop. Yeah, that was We had to take a boat to get him. Yeah. He'd do it again in a minute. He just had yeah, so much fun. Of course. Yeah. But uh, Dan, if that if that at all interests you, I have all of the things Absolutely. that we need to that looks <laughs> I, I figured it would. It's it is a lot of fun and it's it's a different type of photography. Um, and, and you can get really creative. There, there is actually a group of guys in Thunder Bay. I see post it every now and again um, where they're where they've shot it. So, of course, COVID, they're, they're a small group of friends that have been sort of traveling together for a lot of years. Yeah. So, sort of, uh, if any of you are watching right now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get it in with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we actually have one coming up as a guest uh, in, a, in another few weeks. So, uh, so I'll drop that hint again uh, when, we're, when we're on that show. <laughs> But, I have a uh, question. Um, so you were not into photography before you were attempted to be killed by this maniac. I'm still pissed off about that. That's just I can't. I just I can't get my mind around it. It's just a random thing like that. I just can't. That, that's the hardest. That's the craziest thing. Randomness of it. Mm. There was no purpose. There wasn't like you know a fight broke out or something beforehand. Just you did nothing. No. Yeah. You did absolutely nothing wrong. But you, were, you weren't into photography before that. And why is it photography that you're gravitated to afterward? Was it somebody gave you an idea? Was it um, something you had always wanted to do before but never really had the time for? I think before, the only like, you know, I would take the odd picture here and there. But uh, it was something that always interested me. I just never really acted on it too much. So, you know, after that, you know, not wanting to let a moment waste and to mm – -hmm. Not just keep thinking. Well, I kind of made a point to if anything that I've wanted to do, I try my best to do it. I, I understand the the not wanting to waste time thing. I think one of the things I love the most about photography is that I can pretty much control time in an image, and it helps me remember things, and it just really helps me feel like I can encapsulate something important that other people, when I'm gone, if I wasn't even around, could see and and take something from. Um, do you think maybe that's part of it too? Like you, you had this miss, like you, oh, you survived, sure. you cheated death, and now you're going to try and latch onto time as, as much as you can. Oh, that sounds kind of weird. For sure. No, no, I, you're you're totally right. It's a chance to go back and be like, you know, create that memory. Or, geez, I remember that time. Or, yeah, absolutely for sure. That's mm -hmm. part of it. Love it. Love photography. Yeah. I've I, had, I also have sorry, another question. Um, you you've talked about your kids, um, how you have a, a couple kids, and they're you know a big part of your life. I'm curious if any of them are interested in photography, 
or have uh, started to get into it because of your recent interest? Something to do with dad, yeah. Yeah. Not yet. You know, when they were younger, more more so about going out and not to pictures. But uh, as they're pretty much independent, they do their own things now. Okay. Or, but I do hope to, you know, bring them along a little bit more once COVID kind of settles down and such. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> Um, another thing I was curious about as well is it looks like you've got a bunch of framed pictures up behind you um, in yes. the background. Are those yours? <laughs> they are, yeah. So yes. uh, through this with my girlfriend, actually, she's uh, she has a production company. She does uh, children's plays and stuff like that. So through there, she suggested I start selling some, some of my pictures, and I thought, well, nobody's going to buy them. You know, and then I suddenly have Sleeping Giant with the one I took on our lunch break. I was a nice fan of those. And it was just crazy, the response. So, yeah. So, I've That's been doing that as well from out of nowhere. And then, you know, and then I started liking black black and white looks. So, like, those are, I think most of those are, other than the, the chubby uh, superhero ones and uh, Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're you're just at places around the city. That's awesome. That's awesome. I feel like selling your first picture is a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because, I, again, you don't <laughs> ever thought, you know, other than my mom, anyone's going to buy one. And then she wanted hers for free anyway. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's when yeah, you're opening into a birthday gift. Or... That's, that's, it's her birthday today, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Well, happy birthday to Dan's mom. <laughs> oh, wow. Happy birthday. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so Dan, is, is there, um, a, a creative path or something that you wanted to try, but you haven't yet? Um, I think, uh, painting, like my girlfriend does a lot of painting. She's amazing. And, you know, one thing I definitely can say is that I'm not very good at is painting, but you know, we do have some paint nights and trying to learn. I'd like to get more involved in that, especially sceneries. I don't know what it is, but I just like landscape and sceneries. Yeah, excellent. That's I can awesome. see it by your photos, though. I mean, it, something about the land that you live in really speaks to you. I understand it. I understand it. And every time I go out with the camera to make landscape photos, I just think, oh, there's no eagle. <laughs> there's, no, there's no osprey. I Yeah, I just leave the camera sitting beside me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals, since I, since I got the camera, animals are my favorite one just because, you know, with – with a phone, it's hard to get in there close, and you can't really zoom yes. without the clarity. But with the camera, holy cow, you can zoom in there and still keep the clarity. Yeah, unless you're really lucky or the animal's dead, it's not good with a cell phone. That's right. Yeah. 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 For some reason, people don't like dead animal pictures. I don't get. It. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but you know, yeah, each to their own. <laughs> I don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> much. Yeah, fair enough. But, uh, <laughs> judge much. Uh, well, excellent. So the um, so as far as the uh, as far as the animals, so you've started taking animals. Do you have sort of a, a list of animals that you've? Uh, first off, what animals have you taken? And the second part of the question is, do you have a list of animals that you want to get pictures of? Well, I've taken otter uh, in Thunder Bay. As you know, there's tons of loons everywhere. I mean, bird too. And uh, you know, I got some bald eagle ones. I had my camera. Subtle. That was good. <laughs> Tons of it, there's uh, actually lots of bald eagles out here. I like to get some wolf ones. There's a lot of wolf and coyotes around. Yeah, so. yeah. I'd For love sure. some wolf. wolf. Is definitely on my list. Wild wolves. I've had wolves in cages. I've been in uh, workshops where I've been in the cage with wolves, but I've never 
really had a great experience shooting a wild wolf. I've, I've got one at like 9.30 p.m., so it's grainy and noisy. But Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I usually see them up here at the most inopportune times. Like I'm, you know, coming in, it's 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. I've come in from Sault Ste. Marie, and there's a wolf standing on the side of the road, and it's yeah, like pitch black. Yeah. And, yeah. As long as it's not in your backyard staring at your cat. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's also, cool. also part of the reason why I have a six foot fence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a que another question. Uh, you mentioned the Lakehead University. Can you explain that to me again? Where, what that was all about? Uh, so, uh, one of the international, it's um, basically, I started writing articles and things to do around Thunder Bay for. Um, like uh, a girl, uh, Jen from LU, Jen Veal, was kind enough to contact me about writing articles and through writing articles and things to do, then she had set me up. She wanted to do basically, it was a Zoom meeting or it was a, it was on YouTube as well. Basically just about uh, the positivity uh, and then things around Thunder Bay. So, you know, writing articles about things to do turned into that. And even through work, I have uh, a couple more presentations to do, which is just crazy to think uh, people want to hear that, but I'm more than glad to talk about it. I think it's less that people want to hear it more that they, sh they need to hear it. Thank you. you know, yeah. I think when when you realize, I'm just going to, again, it's kind of not the same thing, but earlier today I was outside with my wife and, you know, you're thinking about all the stress and all the struggles that people have. And then you realize what it is that you do have and how good it is that you do have things. And you really start to appreciate things on a different level. So I would imagine in the situation that you came out of, when you came out of that, it was one of those almost revelating, uh, a revelation type moments where you're just like, look, I'm good. And this didn't this didn't end things. Was it something like that for you, or? Oh, absolutely. It was for sure. It was you know just you know, don't take anything for granted. Don't pass on and find out what's important to you, and then you know hold on to it or explore it. Sorry, was it don't pass on any opportunities? Is that you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your your audio or, kind of cut in. So. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't pass on the opportunities or the experiences. You know, find out what you like, what makes you happy, and then hold on to them or, or keep exploring them for sure. And if, if you can, I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to do that are just not possible right now. Well, but yeah. I love to go can, to a concert, but I feel like that, you know, unless it's me singing in the shower, nobody's in. Yeah, I know. And I'm watching <laughs> wrestlers. I, I, I photograph wrestling and I'm watching people I know. Like, uh, I would be amazing. They're, they're still wrestling. I, one of them was just uh, in Mexico, and then next thing he you know, he's, he's in the States wrestling. And like, uh, that's still a world that's just bag boggling to me. But, you know, when those things start back up again and we can do those things, that's great. But until then, we're finding other things we can do. We're finding, well, you know, that, that's it too, you know. And I, that's important. That's super important. Again, a big reason why we're doing this whole podcast is to give people an idea of other things they can do during lockdown, things to keep them motivated, stories to tell them. Uh, about how, yeah, okay, life sucks pretty bad these days, but it's it's a lot better than it could be. And if you're have, keeping a positive frame of mind, it's even better. So, well, that's it, right? It's all about perspective. For sure. Just like, your, just like your little superhero uh, critters that you do. It's all about perspective, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Exactly. That's my technical term. My little finger's going up and down saying critters. <laughs> I love those. I can't wait to see you do more of those. And I hope you do continue that series. I did get, um, I did get a little addicting because then I ended up uh, ordering some of the office little people. And then I ordered uh, some WF uh, Macho Man and uh, 
Ultimate Warrior, they're people. Yeah. WWF, yeah, buddy. Do it. Yeah. That's you'll awesome. Have, you'll have to do some of those, Dan. And uh, it, put Brian as a friend on Facebook because Dan does share quite a few of his pictures on Facebook um, of the, the chubby superheroes. So, Well, I can um, definitely get those photos seen by a lot of wrestlers. That's for sure. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we let you go, though, Mark, did you want to uh, segue into yeah. our questions? Yeah. So we've Unless there's something of... else that you wanted to bring up. I'm yeah, sorry. It... Nope. Dan, no? Okay. Um, so, so before we go to the questions, um, Aurora, do you have any more questions for Dan at all? Um, no, I'm, I'm actually really curious what he's going to answer these questions. Oh, these questions? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, and Brian, what about you? <laughs> do you have a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, it's, it's just we peel back more layers, you know, just like one or two more layers uh, that a creative would, would, would inspire people with, uh, with the questions that we ask. But do I have any more questions? No, I'm just really happy that you're here, Dan. I'm really happy that things worked out as well as they did for you um, and that you've taken on photography. And I can't wait to uh, one day get together and maybe do a, a photo walk or something like that with you guys. Maybe if I'm doing a workshop down here and Mark's taking the trip, you can come down and hang out with us for a while or Something like I that. Did, uh, I did live in Aurelia for two and a half years. Well, I've been married quite a bit, so. There you go. There you go. There I mean, I'm, friends every 40 feet. I'm a little south of Barry, but oh, I, mean, I, well, I got to represent uh, Barry like wrestling. It. That's all. I like it. I like the shirt. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Excellent. So, um, yeah, absolutely, Dan. Uh, I just, I really want to thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story. And um, I mean, I've known you since I think 2008 was when we met. Um, through That's work, right. um, uh, and uh, I just when when I found out about uh, I, obviously when you left uh, Shoppers Drug Mart and and you uh, went back to Walmart, that was something that kind of bummed me out because you were one of those guys that I had always connected with. But uh, um, and then of course when you had uh, when you had it the was assault, those wing, those wing nights, yeah, the wing nights, yeah, those, those nights. were good. Yeah, we still need to do that, but COVID messed it all up. No, uh, I know, no, like no wing nights, damn no pandemic. Wing nights. And it's not the same when you get them takeout, you know, you gotta kind of no, it's but, not. Uh, I haven't had hot restaurant food since I can remember. Oh yeah. Wow. So it's yeah. uh it's just something else. But uh no, I do appreciate you being on here. I appreciate your creativity. Um looking really forward to getting out and shooting with you and, and going and seeing some more of the uh of the sites around Thunder Bay. Uh one of one of my bucket list things now, I've seen a lot of pictures from it, is uh I've been to the main um outlook uh observation platform up on Mount McKay, uh, which, uh, in interesting, there's another story behind that for you, Brian, but Dan sent me up Mount McKay one winter um, <laughs> of a non-service road that, yeah. in, my, in my rental car. <laughs> so uh, I, I made it up and I made it back, but I did, uh, unfortunately, tear four-wheel drive right out of the rental car. Uh, oh, oh my so don't, don't tell Enterprise. Uh, it was, I think the statute's over. It was like 2009. Uh, but, uh, so that was fun. Yeah, lo looking forward to uh, to getting out and doing those. But I understand you can actually hike up further on the mountain. Um, so and it's not a far hike. It's definitely yeah. a huge incline. But all the view from there is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I want to I want to do that one. So maybe you and I can uh, tackle that one together one day. Oh, absolutely. But uh, to our to our final uh, questions. Um, so the first one um, is. Um, Dan, what is your jam? What is it you're listening to right now? What song is it that you've got on repeat in your head all day um, that you just you, you reach over, you turn up the knob while you're driving, you just crank the volume? What is that song? You know what? Uh, right now, uh, Metallica, Whiskey in the Jar. I love it. I'm always like a song, but lately for sure, 
And then I've been listening to a lot of country and depending the mood, a lot of the uh, slower romantic songs. Okay. Although that, I wouldn't say that's the pump up jam. That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's a different kind of jam. That's a slow dance. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm definitely digging the Metallica though. That's uh, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a big fan of the uh, you know '90s heavy metal, Faith No More, and such. Oh, nice, perfect, excellent. Okay, so the next question we have is tools of the trade. So a lot of times we talk about as photographers, a lot of photography podcasts do. You know what's in your bag, tools of the trade. We're a little bit different here. Um, so we want to. What's your your tool? What is that one thing that you never leave home without? uh when you're when you're going out to to be creative what's that one thing that you have in your in your bag mm, i would say just different lenses again just being new but you know i've learned in a short time just the different the purpose of different lenses where sometimes i had like the better lens or the one that was zooming more but it doesn't really suit the situation and sometimes it zooms too well and you don't get the perspective properly i would say different lenses can i make a suggestion Please do for sure for your little chubby pictures, your chubby superheroes. Yeah. Uh, if you were to pick up like a forty millimeter macro, yeah, and uh, maybe the macro ring flash kit that Nikon makes, yeah, that would that would just that'd be awesome. Oh, I would okay. love to see I like that. that idea. Yeah, perfect. The macro is going to give you the the forty millimeter specifically is going to give you the ability to get quite close to them. Yeah. So you can get low and it's still wide enough that you're going to still be able to see a group of them. Okay. Um, but you're going to get one to one size. So like their, their faces will look life size. It'll, it'll give okay. you a completely different look, kind of like your cell phone photos, but a yeah. little bit bigger almost. And the ring light is basically just this light that has two little heads that you can move and you can put them around and they're fired by a, a radio, like a, a wireless slave basically. So you can, Put one behind them if you want to. You can put one in front of them. You can oh, use wow, one okay. light as like a dramatic with a color on it if you want right. to. It's trying against the wall, and it'll take the picture. Uh, when you take the picture, it'll let, fire those lights at the same time and give you control. Like I love control of light and, and color and stuff like that. So by adding these little flashes, you're able to completely modify your color and oh. your lighting. Oh, wall. absolutely. That sounds very cool. I've been looking to do different things, so that's very cool. There you go. Awesome. It only cost you about fifteen hundred dollars, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, and that's probably why I don't have a forty millimeter macro in my. Um, well, the macro is the cheap part. It's the flashes that are like. Oh, the flashes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I keep I mean, looking you, at them. I I was just about to say. I mean, you could very well get just a flash and like a regular on top of the camera flash and oh. uh, take it off the camera. And get that different perspective of light. Yeah. It, it what Nikon? That's so true, actually, because depending on your camera, what Nikon body do you have, Dan? Thirty-two hundred. Okay. It's so hypothetically, 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 if you had the seventy-one hundred, it has the ability for the pop-up flash to wirelessly control other flashes. Oh, okay. The thirty-two hundred doesn't do that. No, I mean, unless your flash is just on a photo slave, which would fire from any pulse. But it doesn't have the creative lighting system built in until maybe the 5,000 started having it. But the 7,100 gives you full control over channels and groups. And but what what you could do um, in lieu of that is if you get like the Godox lights, like mm. a Godox TT685, and um, you know, like the one of the TTL triggers made by Godox, you can use exact like do the exact same thing as an Icon Creative lighting system and actually. Not really need line of sight. It it 
works off a radio. So Actually, that would be a better option. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's why she's the manager of the store. <laughs> there you go. That's a great idea. I like that yeah. idea better. Perfect. Yeah, I, I have a, a lot of, actually, I've just started with the Godox flashes. I've got one, and I haven't got the trigger yet because the rest of my flashes are Nikon. So I would, does Godox make a, a receiver for her? Uh, yeah. I've got yeah, five but, receivers, and I've got one transmitter, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you have a Godox flash, you don't need the receiver because it's right. built into the flash. Uh, but, yeah, they make receivers for, like, other brands. So if you already have a, uh, a Nikon receiver, uh, sorry, a Nikon flash, and then you get a Godox flash later. You can, you can pair it all the same way. Hey, um, let me get my bang bag. I'll set it all up and show you how to do it right now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take up a second. Literally, <laughs> like twenty seconds, I can show you. One thing, actually, a lot of people don't think of with uh, transmitters and receivers is that they they don't think that if they're moving to a different system, they need to buy a whole other set of systems. But if you have the receiver on, let's say you shot Sony before and you switched to Nikon or whatever it may be, you can put the receiver on the Sony and the trigger on your Nikon um, and you can trigger a different brand flash too that way. So a lot of people don't think of that either. Yeah, in fact, when I had the Sony camera that I had used before, I'm using the Nikon again. Uh, when I had the Sony camera here and I borrowed that 200 to 600, I was using my Nikon triggers and receivers to do some flash work with them. Very cool. It's not on auto. Very but. cool. So that's that's another another aspect uh, that I've gotten, and it's Brian's fault that I got into that was because <laughs> of the uh, the creative lighting system. I actually Brian ran a, a workshop many many years ago called Creative Use of Flash, um, and I think I had the D three hundred S at the time, and it was it had the creative lighting system on it um, because I don't think the D fifty had it. So. Um, Love but it. that's that's where I started using the off-camera flash, and I do a lot of work with off-camera flash. So something else, if if you're interested, Dan, I mean, we can get more into that, and um, oh, if, sure. there's, if there's triggers and things like that. So it is it is fun. It's just something else we create, especially you know it's rainy or snowing. Uh, it snowed here last night. We had 10, 10 centimeters of snow last night. Ten. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I was walking around in almost a t-shirt out in the yard today. Nice. <laughs> yes, yesterday I was. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have that snow here, though, by the end of the week, yeah. so yeah. it's not over was that, yet. Was that true? Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Uh, okay. And then the uh, the <laughs> last question I have for you, Dan, it's not really a question, is we like to issue a challenge to our uh, our listeners and viewers. And um, so what have you thought of a challenge? You you had, you had you were thinking about one, but you weren't sure what you wanted to offer up as a, as a challenge for the week. I would just say for uh, anybody that's listening or to find uh, – something that they remember as a kid and then take a picture of it now. I like that. I like that. To recreate a childhood memory type. That's of thing. right. Yeah. I know a lot of the things I'm drawn to are things growing up that, you know, kind of take you back to a time similar to your, you know, taking pictures and so you can remember the time. I like it. The nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. It's a big. Uh, we're we're big. As I get older, I get more. I get bigger on nostalgia. It's it's gotten me in trouble a few times. Yeah. yeah, I, I think actually, I went back to the eighties. Sorry, what was that? I think I have still gone back and living in the eighties. Yeah, the 80s, I, I haven't yeah. left the eighties. Um, yeah. I, I I really like the idea though because it's a lot more about looking into who you are, and a lot less mm -hmm. about photography. And that's something yeah. I always like to get into. Is you know your personal story is where you end up all your life influences influence what you like as far as 
uh, imagery that you see and sound that you listen to and tastes that you taste and smells that you smell. It's all based on your personal history, where you were born, uh, what your parents told you when you were a kid, like all the little life stories and all the incidents that happened to you along the way influence every single thing that you enjoy in your photography and any of the creativity that you do. So to yeah. look back and recreate a childhood memory, my first thought was like, man, what memory as a kid would I want to, and then you start thinking about all the stories and all the different things. And it just, that could lead to a lot of really cool things. This reminds me of something. So, um, my, my boyfriend, uh, his brother, he has a younger brother and his younger brother found these series of images on, uh, I don't know whether it was Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be recreating old childhood. Hello. I just made you full screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, did everybody suddenly drop off? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're here. We're here. I just giving um, you front and center, you know? Out there. Oh, boy. Um, everybody's staring at me. <laughs> um, this is the stage fright setting in right now. Right, so, I'll, anyway, I'll he, found this, uh, he found this series of images where you're recreating like childhood photographs. Um, and the, a lot of them are really funny. So, it's like maybe 20 or 30 years later and it's like these kids in ridiculous costumes like you know persons in like a toy story outfit or you know whatever it may be like uh, they're dressed up like a bug and then the other one's dressed up like something else and they're doing these crazy like over exaggerated kid-like poses but now they're doing them 30 years later or 20 years later um in the same kind of costume and the same kind of pose uh, and it's just hilarious so one time he asked me if uh, he could recreate this photo of himself and andrew um <laughs> in uh i think andrew was in a cow costume and thomas was in like a, a sailor costume and he asked me if i could recreate it and i said i would love to do that that would be hilarious um but andrew was not with oh, this plan at all. <laughs> he wasn't having it. Those photos are awesome. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I've seen them. They're pretty funny. I, love <laughs> I, I think I think you should do that with your boys, Dan. You've probably got lots of pictures of them from when they were kids. Start recreating them I, now. I think that's a great idea. I, I like so. the yeah. costume idea the best. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I Perfect. think that that's the stuff that it, it's it has the most comedic effect. <laughs> yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah. I would do that. I'm just not sure how I would ever find a pink Power Ranger costume that would fit me at this time of the night. It's easy for me. I was either a vampire or a zombie pretty much every <laughs> Halloween. So, oh, a zombie, I would have never guessed. No kidding, right? <laughs> no kidding. Eh? <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, we're, we're going to uh, get wrapping up here. But uh, before we go, um, obviously, with uh, with Dan's story and, and the, um, the traumatic experience uh, that happened to, to Dan, um, we talk about um, a lot of um, a lot of us talk about mental health uh, issues. And uh, one thing that's very near and dear to my heart is I, I work for Shoppers Drug Mart. And every year we have the uh, run for women. Um, that Brian has shared on the screen here. Um, it runs uh, July 4th to 11th uh, this year in 2021. And it is a virtual run. Uh, it happens, I believe it's 17 cities across Canada. Um, if you're interested, you can sign up and you can do a virtual run. Um, so for my wife and I, we are going to take the dogs and we're going to walk around Boulevard, Boulevard Park. It's uh, just over a five kilometer walk. 
um, to do that. And we're raising funds uh, for um, local women's mental health charities. So um, for all of the stores here in Thunder Bay and the surrounding area that are are doing the run, and I think we're up to almost 50, 50 people that are participating in the in the run uh, just in the Thunder Bay uh, area. Uh, all of that money goes towards local uh, women's mental health charities. Awesome. Um, so that's that's a great, a, thing. And then, a great cause. Yeah, awesome. It's awesome. And Aurora, you also have a cause, I believe. Yeah, both me and Brian are really involved in our um, uh, the Henry's Foundation. It's a foundation for uh, mental health. Um, it's uh, based out of obviously our place of work, Henry's, and all the donations we take go directly to Kids Help Phone, KMH, Jack.org, and other Canadian mental health institutions in different areas. So like in our particular area, CAMH is kind of like the localized charity, plus Kids Help Phone and Jack.org are the national charities. Uh, but like if you donate in Vancouver, uh, part of the donation, instead of going to CAMH, goes to a VG UBC hospital. And there's different ones in different areas. So uh, a lot of great, uh, great causes out there. For me, like I've uh, experienced uh, dealing with mental health and, and, and that kind of thing myself, but I have uh, quite a few relatives who have gone through really strong um, and, and difficult times through mental health. And for me, it just, it, it made sense to, uh, to be a part of it. I really wanted to <laughs> uh, help whatever way I can because, uh, you know, some of these places have, you know, helped some of the people that are near and dear to me um, more than you would ever be able to know. So um, it's uh, it's an amazing cause. Um, in Newmarket alone, you've raised almost $6,000. Uh, I think we've way gone past 6000 We haven't updated <laughs> yeah. it since it was 5700 and something, and that was a month yeah. ago now. So. Yeah, so we're over 6000 I just don't know exactly what the total is. So um, that's really great to see. Since last, I think it was last July was the... Yeah, it, that's when we reopened. That's June or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And on top of that, um, with uh, it's kind of a timeline isn't quite right because we pre-record these shows, but we find found it today that um, the donations from Brendan Colefield uh, added up to one hundred fifty dollars that we got in, and he's matching that, so that's three hundred dollars that Brendan is is contributing, which is pretty awesome. Well, one hundred fifty he's giving in the hundred fifty from perfect, excellent yeah. from some amazing contributors that that are part of our world. That yeah. helped out with us. So thank you very Perfect. much to those people. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Excellent. And um, so I will wrap it up. Um, so just this is uh, Expressions, the podcast. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much for everyone uh, for tuning in. Uh, Dan, very, very thank you uh, for you to be here today. Very special thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. In. Much appreciated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We really appreciate it. Um, just your story is uh you know, it's it's horrifying at the same at the same time as it's also as, as inspiring as it is, um, because you took that negative event that happened in your life and and used it to drive your passion for photography and to chase your passion for photography. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's us uh, for Brian Aurora uh, and unfortunately Ryan that could be with us. Uh, thank you for tuning in and have a great night, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,